Good evening, everyone. Um, it's always a pleasure to have an opportunity to teach um, our corporate Bible study. I'll tell you, um, I got a call somewhere around three. So we switch gears and um, we pray this lesson um, goes forth as God gave me, quickly gave me a lesson to share with everyone on tonight. Um, so I'm very unorthodox, very unorthodox. I'm going to um, quickly read three passages of scripture. Then after I read the three passages of scripture, uh, we will talk about the, the theme behind all three of those scriptures. Okay. The first scripture is in the book of Mark, the gospel according to Mark chapter five. Um, now read verses 20, um, start at verse 25, and we'll read three or four verses there. Um, then I'll move on to Luke chapter 19 and read verses 1 through 6. And then I'll jump back to Mark, and now read chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. Mark chapter 5, starting at verse 25, says, And there were a woman who was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She has suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors, and she has spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. Um, but when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak, uh, because she thought if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Moving on to Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 6, um, reads as follows, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. Um, he wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was so short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Then moving back on to Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. A few days later, Jesus again entered Capernaum. Um, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such a large number that was there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came bringing him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it. And then they lowered the man down with the mat he was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Each of those three passages of scripture that I just read has all a central theme. Can anyone tell me what that theme is? The central theme out of all these three passages of scripture is a word called faith. Um, and as we look at these three passages of scripture, we're going to dissect faith in such a way 
that we all see faith differently than just the verse, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Uh, we find ourselves a lot saying that we have faith, uh, but we're not willing to put in the action. And if we are willing to put in the action, sometimes we limit our own action. But in each one of these three passages of scripture, um, they went above bar. They, they pushed a little further than just saying, I have faith and I'm going to just do a little to show that I have faith. They went so far with their faith that Jesus recognized their faith and rewarded them. And so that's what we're going to talk about on today. Not only having faith, but having such a faith that we will act upon it so we can get the reward. Okay. So let's let's go into um, the first group of first scripture that we read. And that was um, the woman who had the issue of blood. And I'm sure I'm sure everyone knows the story. She was an anonymous woman. And I'm sure if they would have given us her name, we probably would have tried to dissect her life to figure out how she got the issue of blood. But that wasn't the point behind the story. Okay, so this anonymous woman who was dealing with an issue of blood, get this, for 12 long years. Now, I know our faith sometimes is challenged so much to where we don't want to deal with something for 12 seconds. 12 minutes, 12 hours. We go to bed at 6 and wake up at 6 in the morning and say, is it over, Jesus? We, we just can't deal with this anymore. She dealt with this issue of blood for 12 long years. And so if you look at um, the, the scripture, it says she spent all the money that she had going to doctor after doctor, but yet still she still had the issue of blood. Um, and not only do she have the issue of blood, Scripture says her issue got worse. And so here it is, this anonymous woman with this issue of blood for 12 long years, find herself getting worse and all the doctors that she ever seen could never, ever help her. Until she heard about Jesus passing by. So now think about the... Uh, think about the issue of blood, because the issue of blood is what's causing her to have to push through her circumstance. Because the issue of blood was so debilitating to her, she was weakened, very, very weak. So she had to try to find and muscle some strength to get to where Jesus is. So scripture did not say that she walked gladly or skipped or anything. Um, and then there was some barriers that was in her way. One of the barriers, the obvious barriers that the scripture talk about is what? The crowd. There was a crowd around Jesus as he was passing by. So this woman, this anonymous woman, decided to put her faith in so much of action to where she said, I heard about this man named Jesus. He's never said anything to me or anything, but I heard about him and I heard what he can do. So she put her faith in action and she touched the hem of his garment. When she touched the hem of his garment, he felt something. The very virtue out of his body. But before she got there, she had to think in her mind, 
I need to do something that I haven't tried before. So instead of her just saying, I have this faith, this substance of things hoped for, and this evidence of things not seen, I need to take myself from where I am in this state that I'm in, and I need to do something differently. So one, she never ever allowed her condition to stop her from having such faith that she can put her faith in action. We feel, I'm too sick, I can't go to church today. So tired from work, I, I can't make it to Bible study. We make excuses about things on why we feel we can't, oh, I'm so sleepy, I just won't read the Bible tonight. I'm gonna just read, I'm gonna read two chapters on tomorrow. Versus being like this woman with an issue of blood. And once again, it's important to understand this was 12 long years. 12 long years. But yet we work eight hours. And yet we find reasons why we can't make it to church. We find reasons why we can't um, read the Bible. We find out, we find reasons. We so, um, this, oh man, I got so much going on. I'm just not going to go to church today. Um, so this, this group of scripture helps us to understand um, that regardless of the situation that we're in, we have to have um, such faith to where we can push past our debilitating sicknesses. We can push past how exhausted we are from work. We can push past any, any situations we're dealing with in our homes, and we can get to Jesus. There's no doubt that Jesus is here, and there's no doubt if we make our way to where Jesus is, there's no doubt that there will be some healing there, but we got to get to Jesus. Okay. Any questions on that? Because this is Bible study. I'm not preaching. Y'all don't have three points in the in topic. Um, um, so if we move on to look at um, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus' faith was a little different than the woman with the issue of blood. And so much so that he didn't really want to touch Jesus. He didn't want to get close to Jesus. He just wanted Jesus to know that he was there. Think about that for a second. To put ourselves in the place where we want Jesus to know that we're there. This is a perfect place to be for us to allow Jesus to know that we are here. But listen to this. Zacchaeus was a, a, a wealthy man. We're not talking about someone who was struggling in life. And if you read scripture, the scripture will tell you he's a tax collector. A very, very, very wealthy man. But one thing, if you read after the group of scriptures that I read, it would tell you that Zacchaeus was a sinner. Just like all of us. Um, but Zacchaeus did not allow that to stop him. So not only did he say, yeah, I'm a sinner. I understand I'm a sinner. But this man, Jesus, can change my life. Um, so being short in stature, have you guys ever seen a sycamore tree? I, I tell you, I had a, um, I had a moment. I had to ask my um, uh, one of my uh, construction clients to give me a second and let me gather, let me gather myself. Um, so I went to this customer's house to um, look at their house. He wanted me to paint his house, and so as I'm going around and measuring his house and trying to. Um, get all my measurements so I can give him a, a fair price. 
Um, I walked in his backyard, and right before my eyes was a sycamore tree. And the homeowner said, are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm okay. I said, just, I've never seen a sycamore tree before. He said, really? And I said, yeah, and I'm just thinking about a story in the Bible of a man named Zacchaeus. So sitting in this man's backyard, we, we had a little church, if you would say. And just to see that sycamore tree, you know, I've seen some pictures of a sycamore tree, but it did no justice to that sycamore tree. Very, very slick surface. No possible way at all can someone climb up sycamore tree. So for me to see that sycamore tree in person, like I said, I've seen the pictures of it. Then I say, man, Zacchaeus really has some faith. Not only was he a sinner, and there's no possible way anybody would think I'm a sinner, and, and if Jesus sees me, he's going to want to come and be at my house. Not only was he a wealthy man, but he found himself next to something that was impossible to climb. And that impossibility was a sycamore tree. So short in stature, Zacchaeus decided to climb up that sycamore tree. Without me actually seeing that tree, I would say, oh, you know, somehow or another he climbed up the sycamore tree. But the mere fact that I saw the sycamore tree, I can honestly say I don't know how in the world Zacchaeus got up that sycamore tree. But at the end of the day, Zacchaeus had something on his mind that he was going to accomplish. And that was he wanted Jesus to see him. So once again, his faith was a little different. His faith, um, well, in his, in his faith, he had to elevate himself above everything else that was going on. Now, there was an obvious um, barrier for him, too. There was a crowd around Jesus. And we know most of, most of the time is always a crowd around Jesus. Um, and so his impossibility with the crowd and knowing that even if I get close, I, I'm so short, I can't push my way through this crowd. So let me climb up this sycamore tree. So he worked and he worked and worked and worked and found himself to the top of that sycamore tree so Jesus can see him. And Jesus saw him. So once again, his faith was a little different. He didn't just say, I just got this faith, this substance, things hopeful, and I think Jesus is just going to pick me out the crowd. He completely isolated himself from everyone else and showed that he had just that much faith so Jesus can see him. And then we have someone who the Bible says was a paralyzed man. Once again, his faith was also a little different. What made his faith different? Because there was a crowd around Jesus, too, while Jesus was inside the house. There was a crowd around the house itself. But his faith was so different because he had some people around him. And the people around him had to also believe in his faith. Because the Bible says there were four men that carried him to the house where Jesus was. And when they all together saw that there's no possible way that we're going to get through the doors, we have to find ourselves a different way to get to Jesus. So I don't know how it's possible. Scripture doesn't say that they had a ladder. 
scripture doesn't say so. A tree was close to the house. All scripture tells us is what? They got to the roof. And they peeled back an opening in the roof. Now, once again, scripture doesn't say they had rope. Scripture didn't say they had a crane or a hoist or anything, but they say they lowered him down. Four men lowered him down on his mat right in front of Jesus. And Jesus said, because of your faith. And they say the paralyzed man was a sinner, too, just like us. Because of your faith, um, your sins are forgiven. So there we are with three examples of faith that they didn't just sit down and say, God, I have faith that you're going to work some things out and didn't move on that faith. All three people took their faith and made something happen. The first, the woman, um, if you can picture someone that's weak, someone that's sickly weak, that cannot walk, the sickness was debilitating to her. She crawled her way. Literally hands and knees in a crowd just to get to where Jesus was. And there's no way that they said that she wanted Jesus to see her. Um, she didn't ask to touch the skin of Jesus. Let me just touch, let me touch his knee or let me touch something. She just touched the clothes that he had on. And then we go to Zacchaeus, finding himself at the top of this sycamore tree. A slick surface, very short in stature, a wealthy man, but was a sinner, but he did not care. He said, if Jesus see me, I know something's going to happen. And then we find this paralyzed man who um, found himself with around four people who loved him enough to say, okay, we believe in in your Jesus, and we're going to take you to where he is. And we know that If you believe in him, then I believe in him, too, and he's going to heal you. So then let's look at let's look at their rewards, because faith itself is just faith. And we can put our faith in action, but we got to know that Jesus will always keep his end of the bargain. Our relationship with Jesus is not failing because of Jesus. Our relationship with Jesus fails because of us. He always keeps his end of the deal. We were talking in Bible study or teachers meeting yesterday when he say when when he loves us so much, when we call on him, he's going to answer. So our relationship is not failing because of Jesus, not because that he's never kept. He always, always, always kept his word, but it fails because of because of us. So the reward that we receive from Jesus is stated in scripture in each one of these three situations. So let's look at the first reward that the woman had, that the woman received, I'm sorry. After 12 long years of suffering, 12 long years of this sickness eating away at her body, 12 long years of dealing with something that she saw no humanly possible solution to, Jesus rewarded her faith by healing her. Uh, and that's one of the most intangible things. We, we find ourselves asking 
uh, Jesus for rewards, like, God, give me a car. Give, give, me, give me a house. Give me, give me a job. Give me something that I can't see. Give me something that I can't hold in my hand. Give me, give me something that I got to tell somebody about so they can believe me. Because it's easy for us to point to look at them four ties and, and on that car that God gave me out there. That car looked nice, doesn't it? Or come see my house on the hill with the picket fence and, and, and everything that God blessed me. But he healed her. And that was her reward. But she would never receive that reward if she would have never put her faith in action. So look at, look at Zacchaeus. Once again, scripture clearly says that this man was a sinner. But he didn't care that people looked at him as a sinner. And, and you got to think about it. He was a tax collector. So what does that mean? What, how, <laughs> so, so when they say he was a tax collector and he was wealthy and everybody in the city looked at him like he's crazy when Jesus said, we gonna, I'm going I'm to sleep at your house tonight. You thief. How, how you going to be by thief house, Jesus? But that didn't matter to Jesus. All that matters is when Zacchaeus heard that Jesus was coming by, he did everything that he can possibly do. And, and I can imagine him being behind a crowd, looking around and saying, what in the world can I do right now? The crowd and Jesus, I, I see him. But obviously, he can't see me. So how can I put myself in such a place where Jesus can see me? Simply, he elevated his faith. He took his faith from just sitting down saying, I got this faith. It's the substance of things, hopeful and the evidence of things not seen. Just, he elevated his faith. He put himself in a position to where I'm not going to mingle in the crowd. I'm not going to push my, my way through the crowd. I'm going to just do something that seems so impossible. Anybody else in the crowd could have did the same thing. But Zacchaeus said, I'm going to climb up this tree. I don't see nobody else in this tree. I'm going to get to that tree just so Jesus can see me. So when we look at just faith, we need to graduate our faith to more than just saying, I got this faith, but what do I do with it? Here are three clear examples of not just saying I have faith, but actually putting their faith in action. So now look at the paralyzed man, which out of all three of these um, seem to be the, the more dramatic of them all. Because if you look at a, a paralyzed man, I'm pretty sure, um, and the Bible doesn't give him a height. It didn't say he was tall like Terry or he was short like my wife. He was, it, the Bible didn't tell us his, his statue, but he was a paralyzed man. And if anybody had been a pallbearer in a funeral, you know, carrying somebody, that's a difficult task. Um, and even if the... 
just dead weight almost. You, it's, it's difficult. So how were they able to get this paralyzed man on his mat, on the roof? How did they dig the hole in the roof? Scripture didn't say they had any hammers, any, any pry bars or anything, and then lower him down in front of Jesus. It is so important for us to understand that in this Christian journey, sometimes we will have to find ourselves around some other people who believe just as much as we believe. Because we may find ourselves in a place to where our faith has us so secluded to where maybe we don't want to share our story. Maybe we're not transparent enough so someone else can help us get to our, our end destination. But this man had some people around him who loved him enough, I'm going to say, that they believe that, okay, if I help my friend, my friend is going to get what my friend needs to get out of this situation. Because scripture doesn't really say anything after that other than, son, your sins are forgiven. It didn't say the four men, anything else other than your sins are forgiven. There's four men still on the roof. They didn't say they jumped down on a rope. Jesus, forgive me too. They literally let their friend down so their friend can get what their friend needed to get from Jesus. Our faith has to be so, once again, elevated to the point to where we should be able to call somebody and say, sister, pray for me. Because right now what I'm dealing with, I can't handle this by myself. It should be so much to the point to where your friend can say, you don't even have to tell me what it is. But I'm going to pray to you that your God is going to do whatever it is that you're asking your God to do. So his faith um, was so big. His faith was so boisterous. Even in his paralyzed state, he said, come help me. Come help me get to where I need to go. And once again, there's no distance that was said in Scripture that he traveled from here to there. I'm pretty sure if we research some sources, they will probably give us an approximate um, distance. I'm pretty sure resources would give us approximate um, height of the house and what kind of roof was on the house. Was it shingles? Was it metal? Was it just a flat roof? Was it paper? I'm pretty sure that some resources can tell us all these things. But the point of the matter is they fought through the impossibilities just so they can get to where they needed to be so they can get what they wanted to get out of it. We have to get to the point to where the anonymous woman, to where Zacchaeus, and also to where this paralyzed man is in their faith. So we can get to Jesus. So we can get out of it what we need to get from Jesus. If we don't do that, then we don't get the reward. So what is a reward for somebody who is a, a tax collector and, and a sinner for Jesus to come and stay at his house. If we continue reading the scripture, that story grows. So it was more than just Jesus seeing him. It was more than Jesus calling him down from the tree and say, I'm going to stay at your house. That story grows. Same thing with the, uh, with the woman, the issue of blood. I'm pretty sure after Jesus said, my daughter, you are healed. I'm pretty sure she didn't turn around and then crawl back to where she came from. I'm pretty sure that sister got up and stood on her feet 
And I'm pretty sure she stood there for a minute and said, okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure she looked at her feet like the song said, my, my feet look new. I looked, at my, I looked at my hands and they did too. I'm, I'm pretty sure something happened after that with this woman after Jesus said, you're healed. And what about that paralyzed man when Jesus told him that his sins are forgiven? Now, even, even with that, now he may still be paralyzed, may have still been paralyzed after Jesus said what Jesus said to him. But at the end of the day, in his day, he still said, I want my sins forgiven. He may have felt like, you know what? Any day now, any day now, I can be leaving this earth. And if I'm leaving this earth, I at least want to know that I got it right with Jesus before I left here. So we don't know what was his purpose behind trying to get to Jesus other than he wanted his sins forgiven. We don't know what was on his mind. But even if that is us today, and, and we know scripture says, you know, this, this life that Jesus blessed us with is, is but a few days, but full of trouble. Some of the trouble we cause in ourselves. Some of the trouble just come with this thing called life. But either way it goes, we don't know what he was thinking about. But at least he did all that he can possibly do to get to Jesus so his sins can be forgiven. So we have to understand this Christian journey uh, is more of a cause and effect. Because this, the effect is this is bound to happen. Because we find ourselves more in church versus more out of church, it's bound to be a blessing to come from it. Because we find ourselves more on our knees praying to God than less on our feet walking around complaining about it, there's bound to be a reward from it. There's bound to be a reward from us being studying God's word, being hungry and seeking his word. Seeking him through his word is bound to be a reward through that because then we, we understand, we're learning a lesson in our young adult Bible study class that said if we're going to read the Bible and you're not reading it to get understanding, then why are you reading it? Why would you even waste the time to sit there and open up the Bible and begin reading if, you just not, if you're not reading to get understanding? So at the end of the day, Um, sure of what faith battles, what faith issues that all of us are dealing with on today. Um, and I'm not quite sure that why God gave me this lesson as soon as I got that phone call today. But obviously there's a, a reason, there's a purpose, and the purpose is we're dealing with some faith issues. We're dealing with some faith issues. We, two and a half years ago, was elected into an office. We woke up that morning with some faith issues. We, we woke up with some faith issues that next morning. And I'm pretty sure I wasn't the only one that said, oh God, what are we gonna do for four long years with this man being in office? Two and a half, now, all, 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 yeah, almost two and a half, close to three, 
we still saying, oh God. But it's a reason why. It's a reason why that woman had the issue of blood. It's a reason why Zacchaeus couldn't get to Jesus. It was a reason why that man was paralyzed and had to go through those things to get to Jesus. Because everything is just not going to be easy. Everything is just not going to be sitting in front of us and say, oh, I got it. There it goes. Sometimes we're going to have to work towards some stuff. Sometimes we're going to have to deal with some 45s in our lives to appreciate the 46 that's going to come by because 46 bound to be better. <laughs> 46 is bound to be better than, than 45. Shameless plug, go out and vote. When it's time to vote, go out and vote. So we're dealing with some faith issues. We, we're working at a job that we don't know what the next step is going to be with that job. And we've been working at the job for so long, and we have so many questions, but we don't have the issue, the answers. That's some, that's some faith issues that we have going on. We, we have faith issues going on with situations and things in our own homes that we can't see the end of it. And there's nothing that we can do about it. We're having faith issues. And here are three perfect examples that when we find ourselves in some circumstances that we can't seem to see our way out of, yeah, maybe we can see our way out of it. Maybe we can see our way through our faith issues, our, our faith circumstances, that we, our struggles with this faith thing that we've been struggling with our whole Christian journey. Maybe we can see an answer, and that answer, J-E-S-U-S, that's the answer. If we can find ourselves more to the point to where we're trying to get to where Jesus is, then our faith issues doesn't become issues anymore because he rewards us for our faith. He rewards us that, you know what, we're just not going to do the same thing that they think and everything is going to get better. But they say you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting different results. Yeah, we're not insane Christians. We're not insane Christians, so that means we have to put ourselves in a point where we're going to do something a little different today than we did yesterday. We can't keep trying to solve today's issues with yesterday's solutions. We got to have a new solution. And the new solution is in these three perfect examples of the anonymous woman, Zacchaeus, and the paralyzed man. And then even after that, God rewards us for our faith. At the end of the day, God rewards us for our faith. Now, suspect faith, he's not going to reward us for that. But if we truly, really have faith in God, he's going to reward us for that. Suspect faith is, you know what? Man, I think I'm going to get that job, but I'm not going to apply for it because I know they got some other better candidates. I really want that house. I know I got some stuff going on. If my credit got some stuff financially, the job may not, you know, be able to. But I'm not even going to look at the house. I heard a preacher preach a, a, a sermon that says, if I can see it, I can have it. If God put me in a place where I can see something, why can't I have it? And so and that's where we have to put ourselves when we're dealing with our faith issues. If God can bring me to it, why not? Why wouldn't he bring me through? Why wouldn't he give me the desires of my heart? 
there's, there's a reward for our faith. But once again, it really has to be true faith. Not the, you know, not Big Mama faith. Because Big Mama got to heaven on her faith. Not Grandpapa faith, because Grandpapa got to heaven on his faith. And they did their job. They introduced us to Jesus. They told us if you have faith in him, things will happen in your life. We can't, we can't get to heaven on, on their faith. We, we, we have to have our own. And, and having our own means we have to have the relationship with him. Now, Scripture didn't say that Zacchaeus had a relationship with him. Scripture didn't say that the paralyzed woman had a relationship with him. Um, the paralyzed man didn't say that he had a relationship with him. But get this. They heard about Jesus and what Jesus can do. So they say, let me get to him. Tyler did it with this situation that I'm dealing with right now. This thing is about to drive me. So let me go and get to this one person that I heard about. Remember, the paralyzed woman heard about Jesus, and she went to where he was. Zacchaeus heard that Jesus was passing by, so he said, I got to get to him. The paralyzed man and his friends heard. Now, if we any, anything over one day old, then we too heard about Jesus. Have heard about what he has done, has done, what he is doing right now. I have no clue if this is his mic or not. Let me sign this mic out Sunday. <laughs> um, so we have to find ourselves into a position to where we have to exercise our faith so much to the point to where. We're not going to be ashamed of the actions. We're not going to be ashamed of our past. We, we don't care that we're sinners. We don't care what our past looked like. We don't care skeletons in our closet. Jesus don't care about all that. All he wants us to do is have enough faith to get to him. Once again, we heard about him. All our lives, we heard about this man named Jesus. But yet we haven't put our faith in so much of action to where we got to Jesus. And that means maybe we're just sitting in the pews on a Sunday and there's something else he's calling us to do. Maybe he's just not calling us just to come to church. Maybe he's calling us to, to do something more as it relates to him and his glory. Winning souls for him. We don't know what, what it is. Whatever it is, we have to find ourselves to the point where we put our faith in action. Okay? Any questions, any comments? on this lesson of our faith on today. Martin Luther King said a quote, and I think the quote is fitting for such a lesson on today. He said, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands in times of challenges and controversy. Each one of these three people found themselves in times of challenges and controversy, when life just got really just that bad. And like I say, sometimes our life would be okay. God would allow our lives to just go okay. We wake up in the morning, everything's okay. We get in our car, we get to work, everything is okay. We leave work, we get home, we get our kids together, we, we have dinner, everything is okay. Then he allows us to go to sleep and everything is still okay. But there's sometimes we're going to wake up and 
that's going to be some circumstances that's going to that's going to replace our alarm clock. And then we're going to have to deal with those, as Martin Luther King says, times of challenges and controversy. And I wish Martin Luther King would have continued that quote that says, but I know someone that you can go to that can help you through your times of challenges and controversy. Only if Martin Luther King would have continued that, then it would have been quite clear who that quote could have been about. Good night, everyone. Good night, good night. I pray that um, you all got something out of the lesson on today. We're going to quickly close in prayer. There's any special prayer requests on your hearts. Um, whatever the prayer requests are. Um, as I pray out loud, you can say those prayer requests to the one person that can really do something about your prayer requests. Hands are bowed. Eyes are closed. Oh God, how we love you. Oh God, how we magnify you. Oh God, how we lift you up. God, we come to you at this moment in our lives as broken vessels. And we're coming to the only person that can really do anything about anything that's going on in our lives. I heard my grandfather say that he can carry me through any valley experiences I'm going through. And he say any mountaintop experiences, you're there too. Times of brokenness, you're the only one that can heal us. When our hearts are all in disarray, you're the only one that can mend them back together. So, God, we come to you right now asking you to come see about your people. Right now, God, we need you in a mighty way. Whatever the prayer requests are in this place on tonight, do with it as you wish. If it's mountains to be moved, then move them, God. There's valleys in our way, then allow us to go around them. But I'm reminded of scripture where you told Paul when Paul asked you to remove thorns. You said my grace is sufficient. So then God, if there's those situations that have gone on in our lives that for some reason or another you want us to deal with, then let us deal with this. But just give us your all sufficient grace, oh God. Carry us, oh God, through whatever it is that we're going through. But God, most of all, we come to you asking you to look inside of us and um, there's some sins inside of us, oh God, that, that we need you to take from us. We're grateful, God, because your words say that you will not only forgive us of our sins, but you will throw them to the sea of forgiveness, which means you will never remind us 
of any of those things again. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your divine love toward us. Bless all your people that are in this place on tonight. Bless us, God, with the blessings from heaven that we've never, ever seen in our lives before. We know you can do it. You, we know you and abundantly above all anything that we can ask for, God. So just do it, God, is our prayer on today. Bless us now, God, as we leave this place. Give us traveling grace as we travel to our various destinations. When we get there, God, may we find that all is well with our possessions just the way that we left it. But our ultimate prayer, God, is one day. One by one, God, you're going to call us home. And our request, God, is that you just give us our room somewhere in thy kingdom. Where every day would be Sunday and Sabbath would have no end. We get to see the smile on your face. We get to, we get to see you face to face. That day, God. That great oh by and by, we know God is our ultimate reward. We love you, God. But we know it was you who loved us first. I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>